The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't help but feel good. I can't help but feel fine. Everything is in its place and all of it is mine. Welcome to our show. My name is Thomas Donovan, and I am here with my co-host, Gail Brenner, Miss Stasia, author of The Fruit You'll Never See. Great book, by the way. We want to welcome you to our show, All Things Recovered. Here, we discuss all topics regarding recovery, mental health, substance abuse, and we do so by introducing and, and having guests on our show that talk about these specific topics. Today, we have um, Cole... Welch, Colleen Welch, who actually Cole and I went to high school together. Yes, so, we did. So we've I known didn't each know other. That. Yeah. So we've known each other a long time. OMG. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Good times and bad. Right. Absolutely. So Cole is the president of an organization called MVP ASAP. Yes. Again, it's an acronym which I'm gonna have Cole explain because she is the president yes. and knows the organization well. So, Cole, would you mind introducing yourself to Absolutely. our <clears throat> Hello, everyone. My name is Cole, and I am a woman in long-term recovery, um, which means that I have been abstinent from a drug or alcohol um, for 36 years. Um, I was blessed wow. to get sober at the age of 20, um, and I've been blessed to be living my purpose um, for many, many years. I mean, <clears throat> coming up on four decades of recovery is pretty amazing. amazing. It really yes. is amazing. And, um, I'm just honored and, and blessed to be here to speak about like all things recovery because yeah. um, a little bit about my recovery to begin with is at the age of 20 getting sober was right. an absolute miracle. Now there are kids even younger than me getting sober because the times have definitely changed. Yeah. When we were growing up it was just alcohol and, and powder. You know those were right. the things that we had and they were right. real. It wasn't like if I use it I'm going to die. Yeah. Although we could have, or we could well, have killed pills, someone. Right. That, was my, that was my yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right? And I always said if the drugs were that are around today were around then, we wouldn't be here. We'd I none of us be No here. way, absolutely yeah. not. There's no doubt about no. that. So when I started, um, when I was blessed to get sober, like I always say, you know, God saved me to serve. He didn't save me to sit. You know, I, I got really that. active in um, the fellowship. And when I try and talk to people when I'm explaining recovery to them is like, because so many people are like, oh, I don't want to do the work, I don't want to do those steps, this, that. Just embrace the fellowship. The fellowship right. to me is like a classroom of friends. It's continuing of high school. Right. It's where you meet lifelong friends. Some of us meet our spouses. Some of us meet like our best friends. Like there are a group of women that are still in my life and men that like I met in the fellowship. Yeah. And then I tell individuals, you know, once you're in the fellowship and you're making these friendships, you see that living a life without drugs or alcohol is possible. Yeah. And then as you're getting healthier, you might want to start looking at those steps and saying, I'm going to do the work and, and, and wherever it leads you. And if you don't want to do the work, then don't, but stay in the fellowship. The fellowship right. is a community of men and women who are like-minded, who are all on a mission just not to drink or drug for one day. And, and that's the beautiful thing that I found for myself. You know, when I think coming to Derry, I was laughing on my way here because I used to come to meetings in New Hampshire. I'm from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. 
And I used to go to the Friendship Center when it was yeah. right on the main street. Yeah. And my parents would always kept on saying, like, why are you going to New Hampshire for meetings? Aren't there any closer? And I'm like, Mom, I don't want people to know I have a drinking problem. And she goes, right. honey, they read the papers. They're really aware of this, right. Right? right? So why not go to meetings? But, like, Derry was such, the Friendship Center was such a huge part yeah. of my recovery it is there, again, the fellowship, the fellowship of the Friendship Center, the men and women. I know you folks had Carol on. Like, yep. she was an amazing, amazing woman who um, is still out there, you know, helping individuals. She still. is. And, uh, and she was a role model for me. So I am just so um, blessed to be back in here in New Hampshire and just to be able to talk about recovery. Like, I went to my 20s, my 30s, yep. my 40s, and... And I'm 57, you know, I'm, I'm on my 37th year of yeah. recovery. And and if you're talking about recovery to individuals, when we meet them, it's just, um, you know, meet individuals where they're at. So I started off, my first job, I was a buyer for TJX <coughs> and Marshalls. And yeah. um, I had no education. First job in sobriety. <clears throat> yes. Wow. and I, But I knew. That's stressful. I knew job. I wanted to, I knew <clears throat> I wanted, there was, I was being called to this building and I don't know why at the time. And, um. So I used to show up every Friday, and I'd, I'd speak for the human resource director, yeah. and I'd say, have a good weekend, and then I would show up on Monday, and I'd say, how was your weekend? Because, mind you, I am uneducated. I had to go back to high school when I got sober at age 20 right. because I didn't graduate. However, they did let me march um, to receive a blank yeah. diploma, and I just, I knew I was supposed to work at that building, and by going on Fridays and Mondays, she had a name with a face, and she's like, all right, how about, how about dispatching 18-wheelers? Perfect. Never did it. But that was my foot in the door, and that yep. was my persistence, and it paid off because I went into dispatching 18-wheelers of merchandise throughout the United States, and my office, I would have to walk past the purchasing office, and, um, and I saw this dynamic team of men and women, and yeah. I said, that's where I want to be. So I spent my lunches hanging out with them to learn what they did, and within... Four months I got promoted and they weren't supposed to promote someone within the six months and I worked my way up a corporate ladder but while I'm there yeah while I was there um, I would be going to meetings on my lunch and everything and I really started to grow this passion for right. helping people I was seeing broken men and women um, coming in and I just had a passion to say you're talking about coming in to recovery <coughs> not, to at recovery, the, not yeah. at the job right. not at the job although there's many that sure need right. yes they're yes. all walks there are quite a few in my line of work too right so benefit. mine as well so I just started to get this like fire burning inside of me like during this time like I tell everyone I'm sober only through God's grace and the fact that I spent my first 10 years of recovery in therapy I was at the psychological center with yeah. Marsha Wickham and Joe, Joe um, Cotton. And every year when I received my medallion, I thank God first and them second because they invested so much time and effort into yeah. my recovery, not just mine, but the Mary Matt Valley. Yeah. And I just, as I was growing in my recovery and, and sitting with Marsha, I'm like, like she just set a fire on me and I always looked up to her and I'm like, I want to be her someday, and today I'm her. Yeah, I'm helping are. individuals in the mirror. I'm, I am who I wanted to become, and it, it, it's just an amazing journey. And it wouldn't have happened if I picked up a drink or if I right. picked up a so, drug. So, so about your work. Yes. What does that acronym stand for? The MVP ASAP. 
Merrimack Valley Prevention Substance Abuse Project. Say that slow. Merrimack Valley <laughs> Prevention right. and Substance Abuse Project. That came into um, fruition 10 years ago when Senator Diana DiZoglio, at the time, mm -hmm. she had seen an increase in overdoses and she started to make some noise in the Merrimack Valley. She started to meet with some families to say, like, what are we doing about this? Like, there's, right. an, there's some situations going on. And mind you, 10 years ago, we weren't not at the numbers that we are today. I think 10 years ago, we had 38,000 individuals lose their life. Yeah. You know, 2022, we had over 100,000 over right. a football stadium. Yeah. So she... What, what was 2023? Do you know yet? We won't know those until halfway through 2024 because oh, okay. the right. numbers are being calculated. We have to wait for the um, Massachusetts. Yeah, they have to examine. Yes, the medical examiner numbers. has to submit yeah. his numbers. So we'll know midway. We have a rough idea of what's going on and um, it's insane between that and suicides going through the roof. Right. So, so it's more, you think it's more? Yes, unfortunately is. Yeah, Only because of my numbers that I have with this month in August, we were already surpassing numbers that I should have oh, been right. in, in August. Right. And again, when COVID-19 happened, it escalated, right. um, and then it started to be flattened out, and then it was a increase again. And, um, and we can't minimize the impact of mental health because we, we no we they're interconnected. Is yes, absolutely. How we like to say it. Absolutely. I mean, both of us have lost family members to yeah, mental health. Have. You know, my. Sister's anniversary, yeah, it's coming up on yeah. uh, January 5th. It'll be a year that I lost my sister, you know, so mental sorry. health. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And same to both of you. It's, yeah. it's just, for me, what came first, my mental health or my alcoholism? Yeah. You well, know? I think alcoholism <clears throat> is, is definitely a way to treat Absolutely. mental health. I mean, there's the, you know, we want to feel better, right? Absolutely. So, or we I want agree. to escape or hide our pain. Which is to feel better. Right, <laughs> exactly. right. I just like to keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> yes. Pain so, is the driving factor. We talk always, about it all the time. Always. Right? Always. Absolutely. So back to the MVP ASAP, um, Diana met with Phil Leahy, Dean Bruder, yeah. and a group of men and women, um, Libby Strauss, um, Al Ruthazer, and they created MVP ASAP. And uh, Jennifer, I can't forget her name. So Jennifer is it Barnes. nonprofit? It's a nonprofit. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so At is the it beginning affiliated of, with the police or is it just? It has nothing to do with the okay. police. Yeah, okay. it has to do with the Merrimack Valley. We're prevention and education, um, which we focus on kids, families, parents who not my kids. Yeah. Really, let's have a conversation. We host events. Um, we do quarterly events. Last year, we had change your brain, your mind will follow. Yeah. And we brought in um, clinicians, um, yeah. Mary Valvolita, yeah. um, who had some work under the Amen Clinics and just that we can heal ourselves with vitamins, minerals, yeah. food, another, another exercise. Path, yeah. There's other modalities. Then we brought in Blue Lotus. They were out of Nashua, yeah. New Hampshire, and they brought in like hypnosis, EMDR. Yeah. So. If you don't bring I love it. EMDR, by the <coughs> Me way. Too. Somebody else had, I forget who was on. Probably Chris. No, no, it was it was before Chris. Chris, Chris brought it up. But, but I, I, I do EMDR. Amen. Yeah. And I it's have been, I mean, it, and it's it really is. Yes, we'll, I agree. We'll have to bring Because I've been in on. therapy for years, and yeah. therapy, yeah. I mean, talking, it just doesn't change anything. Right. It just keeps, it kept me in that same, right. you know, I didn't, I couldn't change 
what I didn't, I didn't know how to change it. Well, you, you know, were dealing know. with your trauma. Yeah, and, and that and helped you to EMDR. kind of focus in on that. Absolutely. Yes, it absolutely. Immediately. Wow. It's like an immediate you, thing. When it's not, I think of the years wasted, if absolutely. I had that, right. I would have healed a lot sooner. Absolutely. Instead of staying stuck, right. reliving, rehashing, refailing, right. we have this right. amazing modality of the EMDR, which yeah. I'm witnessing right now um, saving families' lives because yeah. they're utilizing it yeah. from the trauma that they have you know experienced. What, I, I just, just a quick aside um, with respect to EMDR. It's just really hard to find people who do it. Yes. Right. I've seen a, a lot of people that I know yep. who are in recovery yep. and interested, you know, because trauma is a huge it's thing a, in, um, in the recovery field or arena. And it's an extensive training process, and it's very, not only extensive, but expensive. Yep. And there are just, there are so few and, people. Right. It would be well, nice if we could. so few providers of mental health in general. Which, that That's would be true. one of the things I would push with um, right. policy to get it covered. Nice. There's no is that, reason is why. Is that something that you do? It's something that MVPA set up. Yeah. If we had a group of people that came on to say, can you try and start getting this pushed through? Yeah. It was something we would definitely advocate and work yeah. for. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. So you That's were talking okay. about EMDR. You were talking about the different modalities. <clears throat> so the different modalities came in, yeah. and then we closed our year um, at the end of recovery month with having um, Brandon Novak as our guest. And he, you could hear a pin drop. There was hundreds of people in this room. Right. We had, I, th I think we had like 500 years of recovery in the room. Wow. We had sober houses show up. We had um, people in the Merrimack Valley show up for him and Matt Ganim. And, yeah. and that's how we ended it, our year. So we do the prevention and education. We do coffee hours with the seniors. Yeah. Um, we're invited into the schools. Uh, Greater Lawrence Family, Greater Lawrence Technical School invites yeah. us in at the yeah. beginning of the year, talk to the families, what to look for. Um, we What's are, the support group that you do? The support for? group is um, Circle of Hope. Which Circle is, that is, I think, 15 years old. Phil and Fran Lee, he started this off yeah. when they had a child that was struggling with addiction. And they had no place to go. They had no one to talk right. to, yeah. nothing to do. They were losing their minds. They didn't know what resources were available. And so they started this. And it has grown to hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of families that meet with us. We hosted at the yeah. Methuen Police Department on Monday nights, 6.30 to 8.00. Can anybody go? Anyone can go, even if it's just someone who just wants to see what and listen. Right. Um, Is it in a like an auditorium? Yeah, we have the Sanborn Hall attached oh, okay. to the police department. Yeah. Okay. So we have that. And in conjunction to that, um, with my job, I do Narcan training the first Monday of the month. And then I bring in a resource to nice. come in and yep. share like what's available. A lot of times, families don't know half of the resources available right. in the community. So I have Leahy Behavioral coming this coming Monday nice. to share what services. No one knows that they're a 24-hour service. It's for mental health. You can yeah. call. They can come to the house. So we do these things because the more you educate your community, the better response you're going right. to have right. when a crisis happens. They might not use it that night, but in the back of their head, they're going to say, remember that place that we just yeah. heard about? Or they'll know to call me um, right. and do that. So. so when you talk about all of these services that you introduce or bring to the public. Yes. Who pays for those? Are those, is it all individual um, according to insurance? Or does the organization itself the, the have organization, a stipend? Or? No, the organizations that come in, 
they will talk about what insurances they take. Oh, okay. um, some do take Mass right. Health. I try and bring in a lot of Mass Health to yeah. begin with. Um, so they'll talk about what, how to get involved, how to get registered, how, how to do the intake. So they'll walk the whole process through, and you'll leave that evening with a pamphlet, a phone number, a contact, along with my information. If yeah. you if you can't make the phone call, you know, Christmas Eve, I got a, uh, New Year's Day, I got a phone call from a family that didn't yeah. want the right. to do it, asked me to initiate it, and we got the young man into treatment. You so know? you provide all kinds of supports for families. Supports for families, educational resources, fun events um, yeah. like the Brandon Novak thing. So, I'm this year. I'm really focusing on how to expand on choice. So, so many families will be like, if yeah. they loved me, they wouldn't do this. Right. They do that, and I sit there and I just hold their hands and gently say, Do you honestly think that your loved one likes to steal from you? Right. likes to break into houses, likes to go to jail, like that is not who your loved one is. Right. However, well, then they could just stop. Well, no, they lost their choice. And right. that's where I want to focus on with the adolescents. Like they really need to focus on that one choice is not, it could change your life, it's going to change your life. Right. Fentanyl is deadly. And it is so addicting. All I can right. think about when you say that is my daughter, who's now 19. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And how, I know it's not oh. crazy, and yes. how she, just, and I remember, too, yep. being, you know, young in my yes. teens, that I'm d different in some, you know, like, that's not going to happen to me. Like, they just do not... Well, yeah, they, they grasp that the development of their brain. Right, is not so it's it's a that. it's a tough. It is. I yes. mean, with the parents to you know convince them that people don't have a choice or teens or whatever don't have a choice, but then to convince the teens yes. that they do have a choice. They do, <laughs> and that it's not a good one. To so do. I do ready? like this exercise. Like I say, let let's list the yeah. ten, ten top things that like you love. And then I do a little exercise. I'm like, uh, a storm just came through and wiped out three. What are the first three you got rid of? So they're sitting there and they're thinking, and then they cross out three. And I go, guess what, you guys? Another storm just came. You need to wipe out three more. So it comes down to having three. Values. And then they can only hold on to one, and I want to know what that one is. And yeah. they circle it. And then I focus on that in regards to the training. A lot of them, it's their family. I want to hold yeah. on to I don't want to lose my family. And then my whole training behind that is, or my yes. whole teachings behind it is, this is what you're going to lose. And I'll end it with yeah. bringing in people with lived experience um, that will share their experience, strength, and hope, and talk about everything that they lost, and hope to hope to open up the kids' eyes because they don't. When an individual nowadays is using and they can't stop, like they didn't choose to, they they right. can't stop. So right, we need absolutely. to really focus on how to not do the start. How to not do the yeah. start in right. regards to it's not, it could happen to you. It's going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah it's like this trajectory <clears throat> of, right. of the world, like the way we've gone and now it trying is. to undo that. So in my family, like looking at yeah. my nieces and nephews, I have 18 nieces and nephews and 18. not one of them is into drugs. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It blows my mind. So I'm looking at like the 20-year-old area that's going on right now, and they're really not mm. into the using. Like, yeah. fast forward to my 30 to 40s, 
every single day there's someone passing yeah. away from this. So, so I'm hoping we're having some kind of shift. I'm hoping that mm -hmm. the work that we have done over the past 10 years as MVP ASAP, yeah. we may have planted seeds and now they're coming into fruition. Like yeah. you, we, we, you never know what you do when you're doing it, right. but we do have to continue to do it because the numbers of the lives that are lost yeah. is ridiculous, you know? But I also want to focus on people like us. Like we recovered. There is billions of people that have recovered. Absolutely. So I don't want people to think like, oh, you don't recover. Yeah, you well, do. And, and you said, you know, right. you came in when you were 20. I got sober for the first time when I was 15. I remember. So yeah. I know too I know. that, I yeah. mean, and, and the struggle, you know, to, yes, it, it took me becoming an adult yep. to really, you know, understand what I needed to do. Yeah. 45, it took you till I was 45. But I had a few things that like were pushing me right. to it, and that was like um, like orange wasn't my color, right? And so it kind right. of woke me up at a, a young age. Like, yeah. no, I'm not being told when I can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and when I have to go to sleep. So, right. and I also knew like my grandfather's, they had an issue. It skipped my parents. Right. It hit some of me and my siblings. So it's exactly my story too. Right. My grandfather. So you're position, your um, belief yeah. is that the way to combat this and, you know, what we're doing here yeah. today yes. is by information. Continue education, continue prevention, conversations, having yeah. the uncomfortable conversations. Like MVP ASAP, we do uncomfortable conversations. I was just speaking with the yeah. two of you. Like January is Human Sex Trafficking Prevention Awareness Month. Right. Who wants to talk about that? I was one of the first people... MVP ASAP were, was the first group yep. to put it on a live podcast where I brought individuals I that. I do. that survived. And these women have horrific stories. And we're doing it again. I do it every January. So this one will be on TV. I had no idea. It will yep. in, in my, my book, yep. um, people knew. So when I've done readings, because yes. I've done quite a few mm -hmm. since, since it came out. Yep. There were people in the audience who knew what was happening with certain people in the book because I didn't take, you know, I didn't change names. Yep. I you kept didn't the names. I no. did not. No. And they knew, but they didn't do anything. No. So it was it's just a really strange kind of, you know, they mm -hmm. right. people just, you know, it's not my business or it's not yeah. my yeah. place yeah. or it's whatever. Right. So, I didn't yeah, know what whole, to do. Yes. Yeah. Well, you were so young when it was happening to you that, like, you just thought that was sort of the norm until it you started right. to get right the norm. And, 100%. Um, the women that will be on the show are, are women who are taking F during, like, maybe high school, like, groomed yeah. into what they didn't realize they were being groomed into. Right, right. So, and our hopes, MVP ASAP, our hopes by doing this is to bring it to the attention of parents, your friends, like, why is my friend acting different? Where is that? Why is she dressing? So mm. just to open the, the conversation. So, so, so MVP ASAP is not just about addiction. Well, or typically, if you're into sex trafficking, you you possibly will end up with some type of addiction, mental health crisis. Right. So yeah. it follows within our mission. So yeah. it's my goal to educate and to have those uncomfortable conversations. So teachers, families, friends know what signs to look at because these women will talk about 
what their parents saw but didn't realize it was a sign. Mm -hmm. What is the mission? MVPA SAMS. Is it, is it prevention and education. Okay. Yes, so it's, absolutely. That's a, that's a, right. yeah. Prevention and education, planting seeds, um, being the voice for the Merrimack Valley, providing, um, support. providing support. We spent over 13000 on scholarships, individuals that come out of detox and they cannot afford sober living. They'll reach out a scholarship form with us. Oh, okay. The group um, will approve it and mm -hmm. we'll send them in. And part of it is, is they have to volunteer at one or two of our nice. events. I love the that. individual that you met um, at the high school. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Like so, they'll come back and, and that's Give what they back. sign up for. They have to, which is good for them. It it's is good. It absolutely yeah. is. Highly how do you, motivated, by the way. How do you um, get donations? We have a Venmo. Um, we have a website. Um, we have individuals that mail in faithfully. There are people who are anonymous that send in a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I went to, this is a funny story. I went to write my thank you letter and I wrote it to Charles Schwab, like Charles Schwab. <laughs> so I didn't know, right? right. I'm right. like, Charles Schwab, thank you so much for this. And everyone's like, you do realize Was that, that, that the Char Charles Schwab? Was the name of the company and then when they said, I'm sorry, it's an anonymous donation. And right. they oh, mail me the check. Oh, oh, but right. hearing, dear Charles, thank right. you so much. And everyone's like, sometimes you're blonde and Polish, girl. <laughs> like, no, well, that, that's the company it comes from. <laughs> right, that's too funny. <laughs> yes, and then we do our own fundraising. You know, I, I think you talked me into mm. walking for recovery. Yeah. We raise money for that. Title I Boxing in North Andover yeah. does a huge event for boxing for recovery. We just had an amazing calendar event. Um, anywhere where we can, um, we come up with different ideas. I know this year we're looking at music bingo, like things yeah. that people would like. Me being a music lover, like I want right. anything to do with music to host music. it. Yeah, 80s music. I love 80s music. Yeah, too. to host it and, and just hopefully um, bring in people where typically like a conversation wouldn't happen, but we'll present there and talk more openly about it so that people know, like, hey, I, Remember that girl? We can call her. Hey, remember yeah. those people we met at right. that event? We can call them. Like people know, need to know where to turn. Um, not always on the internet. I get nervous with the internet because right. you can Google oh, sober houses and it can lead you someplace dark. Right. We've had family lose money due to it. I want to ask you, um, does it have, I know you don't have a, um, a group in New Hampshire, but yes, this better be a quick, quick No, it will be quick, but it'll be quick, but. <laughs> I just saw that, yes. Can people from New Hampshire reach out to you Absolutely. as well? Absolutely. Okay. I do a lot with the Salem Police Department. Nice. Um, nice. As far as Bethel, New Hampshire, um, yeah. there's really no place where we won't help. I mean, I'm helping an individual in Oklahoma. I helped someone in Colorado. Nice. If they are brought to our city or any place around us, I'm going to, or my team will go out of their way to find treatment where they're going to be. Cole, how about you, can you give out information on how someone can contact yeah, you? Yes, so MVPASAP, you can find us at MVPASAP.com on the internet. You can always reach me at 603-205-4752. Um, Facebook, I'm all over Facebook. And um, those would be the prime ways to get in touch with me. Or as always, reach out to these two because they have me on their phone as well. 
And what about donations wise, if someone wanted to give to MVP ASAP? If you wanted to donate to MVP ASAP, you can mail it directly to Enterprise Bank in Main Street, Andover, Mass. You can send it to 160 Merrimack Street, Methuen, Mass. Or you can always visit our website where we do have a Venmo scan. Well, Cole, we want to thank you. And I personally have seen the work you do. And thank it's you. very impressive and thank incredible. You. And you've helped hundreds of people and probably more people than you even know. So that being said, um, please continue to tune in. Just remember, we are here to provide resources. If you are in crisis, don't forget to dial 911. To seek services specifically in New Hampshire, call 211. If you are suicidal, call the 988, the Suicide in Crisis Line. Just remember, Cole said it, ask for help, seek support, and please do not do this The views and opinions expressed in this presentation are those of the producer and those appearing in this show and do not necessarily represent the views of Dairy Cam, the town of Dairy, or any of its staff or affiliates. I can't.